this All right, like, you got it. it actually. Okay. How come his mic's closer than ours? What? So I, think, I think he he keeps getting closer. Oh, I think he's closer. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll sit back. All right. Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of the League of Legends podcast. I'm your host Patrick Scarzard Scarborough, and here I am talking today with the Warwick team. Uh, so if you've listened to a bunch of these, you know, we usually go through the DNA pod, the design, the narrative, and the art. Uh, joining me today, the Giga Head lead artist. God, I don't know what your title is. Keep Larry. Going. I like it. Keep Larry yes. the Bravo Ray. Thank you. Uh, thank we you. also have uh, 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 the Dark Lord of Gameplay, Bradford Certainly <laughs> T. Winban, uh, who is here joining us to represent Gameplay. Brad, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, see, he's totally lying, but I'm going to believe him. <laughs> and then we have, uh, let's see if I can get this right, uh, representing the narrative team, David Interlocutioner Slagle. Is that, that correct? Is me. Awesome. I met David yesterday, so this is going to be a great conversation. Uh, so, guys, what, uh, it's great. As we were walking over, the branch cut. It just happened. Warwick's out. I mean, he's not out, but he's... But he's, he's is it, we can no longer make any changes to improve him or make him worse. Yeah, so, and usually... Awesome. He's this, set in stone. Yeah, so, so this, uh, this podcast usually releases on, I think, the day of is, is when it goes out. So people will already be viciously murdered or murdering as Warwick. Um, and, uh, you know, I think to kind of jump off... Uh, there was an AMA that uh, a lot of you guys did on Reddit. Uh, those of you can, uh, you know, listening can go back and check that out. There's some really insightful answers um, that we're certainly not just going to immediately retread here. Uh, but Brad, uh, you had some interesting insight in how this project got started. You said uh, that this is the first champion update uh, where kit-wise accessibility was actually a major goal of the project. Can you talk about how that came about? Yeah, so for starters, I think, like, a major explicit starting goal, I know that's a lot of caveats, yeah. but I do think, like, the Tarek update, for example, was sensitive to the fact that um, Tarek has always been, like, a great champion for people who are newer to League, and it was about modernizing him so that he could be uh, someone for all sorts of players. Um with Warwick, though, I think there's this sense that the jungle is an intimidating place. It's like an environment, a place where you have to overcome the like environment around you just to live. Um, and so jungling is difficult, even if your opponents are utterly incompetent. Yeah. Um, and so you can just be like against a bot game and it's still. Hard yeah. Right. And so for um, for for newer players. Right. Uh, the jungle is an intimidating place. It's dark. It has things that beat the heck out of you, um, especially if you don't have runes and masteries yet. Um, and so uh, with Warwick, we really needed for it to be an explicit goal in order to keep him um, a part of the roster that uh, could introduce players to jungling. Yeah, this, I mean, I I think that's awesome. I mean, uh, I've... Well, I was just thinking, like, too, do, do you feel, do you feel like, okay, like, live Warwick currently, well, soon not to be live anymore, it's like, sustainability forever, and then you come out level six and you gain, right? Do you feel you took any of that away with these changes, or do you think you added more depth to it, or more challenges, more skill play, like... Yeah, right. I've never had um, this conversation with you, you the know? Answer is, did, did you make it good, Brad? Did you, answer, did you do always, all that? Uh, we don't know fully with gameplay. Okay. Right, because who knows what's going to happen. That being said, be precisely because the jungle is PvE, we can know some things, right? right? Like, I can go through the jungle and clear it without runes and masteries and doing some dubious things, right? Like, not taking smite or smiting randomly um, or failing to auto-attack sometimes and just standing there, um, which new players do, right? Because they're learning to control the game. still do the game, after right? four years. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, players have been playing for five years and still just, just stands there. <laughs> it's amazing. It takes an extra button. Um, so, so yeah, like, but the, the difference, I think, is that Warwick, part of 
my diagnosis, at least, I think the team's diagnosis was that he kind of oversolved the problem. So you like, uh, in order to not have you die in the jungle, uh, it was like, well, he has such health sustain that you never lose health. Yeah. Um, and that just makes the experience dry, right? You're not having to make decisions about what camp to go to. It's literally just if there is a camp, go to it, auto attack it until it is yeah. gone. Your, your go timer to next begins. Right. Wait. Yeah, there was a. I mean, I I have to imagine that you read some of it, but uh, you know, again on the subreddit, sometime in the last six months, there was like a guy who only plays Warwick, and he did he did an AMA because he's you know he's like the highest mastery Warwick made it challenger, and they were like, how do you get through such a such a dry experience? And he was like, oh, I actually play other games. <laughs> before I hit six. And I can totally imagine for like a sophisticated player, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you might be able to do that. Yeah. And that's not to say that like Live Warwick doesn't force you to make decisions, right? right. You make a lot of choices on him. Um, I think part of it is like uh, spreading those decisions out um, so that you're it's not maybe all about like using your alt to perfection every right. time it's up, right? It's about um, using your alt well, but it's intrinsically a bit unreliable, and so you're also having to make good decisions at level two, level three. Mm-hmm. Um, what, yeah. about, what about the AP? The AP, the decision to keep AP on the queue. I mean, it could have been easy just to get rid of magic in general. Like, what was your what was your reasons behind it? Because I thought that when I read that, I thought that was cool. I'll just let Larry do the whole thing for you. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll start great. making up shit about how I worked on Warwick now. <laughs> this, no, I'm no, just no. interested <laughs> myself because I, I I like I I don't like like okay I'm a, I'm a melee eighty tanky character i have to buy those items Neely, oh, come on yeah but like who are you but like it's cool like what was your just thought process of making ap still stay on the kit um so some of it is guided by history right warwick has a generous ap ratio on his uh live queue and um tried to preserve that it was actually too powerful on his new queue because you also the healing scales up with the damage you do um uh but uh, for for starters, uh, it's like why would you not have an AP ratio on an ability? Hmm. Um, well, there there are reasons, right? And so in this one, it was like if a player built a lot of AP and was like all in on their Q, is that a fundamentally different play style from a Warwick hmm. who um, builds AD or, for example, or attack speed? And yes, it it really is, right? And so it's like that's a good thing. And the second is like, well, does Warwick's contribution to his team warp in such a way that allies can't really understand what the heck this person is going to be doing, right? Mm, And I think like um, AP Caitlyn, where it's like you literally just place traps. It's like, well, come on. We kind of needed someone in your role to like knock down all the towers. But AP Warwick is doing fundamentally something very similar, (laughs) which is he's bringing a mixture of um, like – CC and magic damage that's reasonably front-loaded, right, along with enough sustain to be durable if he's not subject to intense burst. And he's hoping to stick to his target and do this disruptive damage-y thing mm-hmm. for about four seconds. Yeah. Right? You, 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 uh, uh, Quo, uh, Yen, uh, uh, Zephyrus, Zephyrus, however you want to say it, you know, uh, another one of our kind of old-school designers— I feel like I've heard this discussion a lot where you talk about like, oh, do I can I understand what their contribution is going to be to the team, especially around stuff like AP Tristana for players out there who remember that because it's it's not that AP Tristana didn't contribute to a team, but it's like, uh, do I know that they're going to turn into this like burst mage all in one shot versus, you know, the typical marksman that I come to expect? Can I anticipate that? Can I actually play around that? Does you know h- how does that meaningfully change? And and so I kind of hear what you're saying. It's like, is it 
am I hindering my team's ability to win? Am I hindering my ability to really understand kind of what they're doing? Um, David, I, I want to bring you into the conversation here because, uh, you know, Brad has worked on, uh, I could I could name all of them, but I won't. I'll also name the ones that make people mad. Um, uh, Callista, Yasuo, Thresh, you know, he's, has, has worked on a lot of different champions here. Larry, also I'm on the concept guilty. side, has worked on a lot of different champions. Jin, Zach, he's literally Braum. If, uh, you can't see it, but just Google him. <laughs> Google Larry Ray and you'll find Braum. Um you told me when we chatted yesterday that you actually came onto this project uh, part ways through. And I want to know uh, for you, someone who's also relatively newer, I mean, especially to the experience that's here, what was the experience like to, to jump onto a project like Warwick? And do you actually think it really changed or helped your perspective in some cases? I think uh, Brad and Larry made it very easy to to get going because there was uh, emotions and story in the, in the game mechanics. Um, that communicate things to you about Warwick. The fact that he is so frightening when he howls, people run away from him. The fact that he is drawn to blood and he's rushing towards it and there's this energy, um, that can really inform the person you're writing and the choices you're making and like what brought him to this point. So, so then tell me a little bit more about that point that he, that he is at now, right? I think, um... For people out there, I mean, Warwick really stands as, as you know, one of our oldest champions in a lot of regards, you know, and, and, and from the very beginning, he was very like, oh, he he was cursed by this, by Soraka, and then, and then we changed it up a little bit, but the story kind of kept the same, and now he's he's a very different kind of person, right, at a very different point in, in his life, so to speak, and so how how did we get here uh, from, from that thing that he used to be when it comes to that narrative perspective? Yeah, uh, I think people who were on Reddit have heard about, like, different mechanical iterations of the character. And uh, he's gone through different story iterations as well. Um, the way I like to put it when I came onto the project, Chemtech killed his parents. <laughs> yeah. He, hated, yeah, he hated Chemtech with a passion, and he was all about just destroying Chemtech, this uh, al industrial alchemy and so on. Um, but he's kind of got it in himself, um, and it... It's uh, like, do I want to go out and stomp calculators? To me, it's, it's hard to relate to that a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to delve deeper into emotions and uh, just really getting the player into the same mind space as Warwick. Yeah, like, is, is he just going to, once I have destroyed all the chemtech, I'm good to go? Yeah, right? yeah, like, I'll just walk off into the, the sunset. The, the, the echo, I know, like, oh, here's a question for you. Is he a good guy now, a vigilante, a bad guy, or just a monster? Larry's my co-host now forever, by sorry. the way. He's just, no, sorry about no, that. No, dude, I just had to jump keep in. hitting him with the layups. Gonna keep going. <laughs> I just want to do this. Yeah, so, so, but yeah, I, I mean, how, how would you describe his alignment right now? Because I've heard questions like that. Like, yeah. Like, you know. Larry's heard a lot of questions. You get, yeah. The best questions, in fact. Well, I just told this to Larry today in relation to another character. Like, he is a person who makes choices. The choices can be good, evil, chaotic, lawful. That doesn't necessarily define who he is. He's mm -hmm. a person with a past. Um, things have happened to him. And uh, I I mean, I have to say that that's really exciting to me as a player uh, because, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's the whole uh, dark secret past meme that has been around for a while where a lot of people felt like for a period of time, you know, uh, many of our characters are like, oh, he's a bad brooding guy. Or it's like, look at this really good guy. And, and uh, you know, I think... Um, Camille uh, is actually one, interestingly, who, who probably has some sort of interactions with Warwick, I would imagine, um, where, you know, when Camille's team was here, you know, they were talking about, hey, like, we can talk about 
her alignment, but uh, we would rather spend time talking about the complexity of her motivations. Uh, and it sounds like Warwick is, you know, another step forward in that kind of idea that we're not just going to make good sword guy, bad sword guy, and things things of that nature. Um, you talked a lot about how the emotions uh, you already found in the kit. Uh, Brad, Larry, since you guys were there kind of at the beginning, can you walk me through how did you guys identify those emotions? Did you work through some of those emotions already? Like, like where did you find something that was really sticking? Yeah, so I think the first thing we sort of identify are pillars, yeah. right? And those are, um, like, there's usually one that's, like, strongly a banner that narrative carries, one that maybe design carries, and one that, art. that art carries, mm -hmm. right? And so the art might be that he's a feral beast, right? right. And certainly all of Larry's renditions of Warwick really that came through, right? And the mechanic side might be that he is um, like out of control. And and the mechanics work I was doing was trying to get that where it's it's like, hey, the enemy top laner is super vulnerable and you're really powerful if you go fight them, but you're not really powerful if you don't. And so you don't get to choose very neutrally where you go on the map, right? right. Warwick is pushing you in a particular direction. In fact, he gets directional movement speed, so I joke that if you ran in a circle, like you would just end up at, <laughs> at your opponent, yeah. right? Um, and you, you get you get some of that, like you do end up. That's close a tip to out there now, technically for players. <laughs> just if you don't know what to do, spin the Warwick. Yep, you'll you'll find out what you're going to do sooner or later. Um, and so we we hem and we haul and we fight over these pillars that we can use to um, to like beat up and to keep us on track and to explain who Warwick is to other people and to hold. Um, like other people on the team accountable, right? It can be like Larry. Like, why does he look? Uh, he looks kind of refined yeah, in that one. Yeah. And Larry would be like, "Oh, you're right. Like that. This, you know, vestige of lab clothing he still has on used to be torn up or something yeah. like that." Do you um, remember your pillar? I, I think it was, it was <laughs> that he he was like. Uh, Insatiable, like out of control, or something like that. Do you remember his pillar? Are you gonna? Was, are you I gonna know. Always no, oh, one of the pillars. Each discipline has its own pillar, and oh, we see. combine them into a tripod of pillars yeah. and <laughs> like, that the character stands on. Champion tripod is definitely the most attractive <laughs> name I've heard for this process. Do I have to say, usually I do remember the pillars quite clearly, but I think um, Warwick is—he's uh, not a like complicated yeah. being, right? Yeah. And so. It seemed like everyone really had a shared understanding of who yeah, Warwick was very intuitively. So, like, we, we stopped mentioning the pillars months and months ago right. um, and yeah, because we didn't need them. Like, you we have a clarity of purpose. We really sense. weren't coming up with these questions, right? Whereas, like, um, I don't know, like a uh, Callisto, you'd be like, wait a minute. We need to go back and, like, remember right. who she is, right? That there's, like... Uh, that you know she's not pure evil or something like right. that. But how right? do you, how because do you she kind of looks pure evil. Yeah. 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 Um, it only came up when people presented the wrong pillars, and we're like, hey, that's not the pillar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, remember some of the pillars would change. That's part of the process, right? Remember one of yours was like at one point the gameplay focus was going to more of a pack hunter mechanic. Yeah. Guerrilla tactics. That, we were like that, that. Like you should. Dive into that Th one. That was like the last time that I kind of caught up on the project was, uh, and this is something uh, f for a lot of people out there, you may not know. A lot of the way that Brad designs is he will pitch a kit and then and then the the champion abilities at the end of the cycle are, are sometimes almost identical. Like, uh, which which I have found personally fascinating because I don't know how you do something like that. Uh, and, I, I you know, the blood scent ability, I mean, you can tell the rest of this, but you were like, 
we're going to make the whole team the pack. Like he's he's going to like try to infest or infect his teammates with this with this rage, with this insatiable hunger and you're going to be able to do something with it. I know you're iterating around that for quite a long yeah, time. Yeah, this was based on like, you know, like lycanthropy, like Warwick uh, werewolves making other werewolves at the time. And so it was like um allies that fought with Warwick in a given situation. I mean, on the back end it was like got wolf points, right? Or pack points. <laughs> um, but like My wolf started, bar started to full, yeah. Yeah, becoming more like a werewolf and then um, when they reached a certain amount of time spent together, like essentially like letting blood, uh, they would become part of his pack and when they were around Warwick, um, particularly out of combat, they would turn into wolves and you just run around together <laughs> as this wolf pack with like a bunch of extra movement speed. It was really uh, a striking experience, I would say, in the game. <laughs> striking, yeah. Like, Larry, uh, was this too? Was this too, a, a bridge too far? I, for I was you? just like, I was like, okay, so we're gonna turn these people into wolves. Okay, like, what would the difference between Alistar and Annie do? Are they the same model, or they have to be different? Yeah, models? Do you have a big cow wolf. Yeah, that was one wolf? thing that was so strategically imagine, interesting yeah. about it was that um, as Delcos, an opponent, like, like you, you. You were very fearful of this wolf pack because almost every team contains a like Alistair like person that you don't want to be next and a um an Ash like person that you desperately want to like run up to and kill. And the ambiguity as to who is who on the enemy team when you saw them oh. from a distance um made you sort of fearful and cautious of approaching them. So so if if LeBlanc mimicked her mimic as the wolf, <laughs> would you get one wolf heading opposite into the enemy team? Oh my gosh, we haven't even gotten into clones. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know you're joking, but I, yeah. I, I did. No, I, I know. I like to think through those problems. And then, um, yeah, and then the rest of the gameplay was all about, like, surrounding units. It was like if Warwick and an ally, like, surround someone, like, they get a bunch of bonuses against them. Yeah. So the pack would sort of run around together and then break up and Warwick would flank and initiate. So, I mean, I mean that certainly, I mean, we just kind of joked around a little bit, but, I mean, it definitely seems like it has a lot of art problems, probably a Disaster. lot of... Disaster. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't understand how you'd do it. Brad. I humored him the whole yeah. time. I was like, yeah. sure, Brad. <laughs> yeah, that's... And, you know, good good on you, Larry. You know, God, God bless you. Brad needs did, someone like that We did actually life. some initial investigations, like, we what, did. what are the feasibility... What's the feasibility of it? And I'm sure we could have made it work. Uh, ultimately, like, we didn't... I didn't move away from it for tech-related reasons, um, it just had some gameplay problems, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it is interesting that you can't tell your opponent is. It's also a competitive game where you're making it really hard to tell who your opponent was. And right. Warwick wanted to be alone a lot of the time, um, not, like, babysitting an ally or feeling like he had to go earn points in a mini game. Yeah. Um, so... Uh Taking things back a little bit, I, I know one one of the original, and it's not a pillar, I guess, but one of the things that I was excited for uh, when when you know they're like Brad's working on Warwick, and I was like, oh shit, okay, what is it going to be? And they were like Tunnel Vision, and I was like, whoa, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. that that's kind of, that was kind of one of the original things, and and you know that that's changed. So he certainly has a lot of it with with the blood scent mechanic, and you get the trails, and you really want to go for that one person. But I kind of want to understand more. Uh, both from the two of you guys, Larry, uh, God, Larry David, uh, Larry and David, about um, 
why the Warwick we see in game is so monstrous, right? And like how we and how we kind of got to that because I know um, okay. I <laughs> Brad straight up told me I was stupid. It was one of the it was one of the it was one of the best times where I, I was you know I was thinking a lot as I knew a lot of people were. We were all kind of powwowing about like oh man, what should we do with Warwick's character? And it was like oh shit, it'd be cool if if he was a guy and then he turned into a wolf, oh, or, yeah. <laughs> or if he was a wolf that talked like a dude, or if he was a smart wolf. And Brad was like, why? Why? Right? Like, why is that fun or why is it interesting? But I know there's a lot of concept art floating around about pre-Warwick, right? Yeah. Did that, I mean, where and when do you guys make those calls about how much of his past to leave in the past? Oh, that's, I mean, that's like a group decision, I feel, right? Like, we, um, I think when we started off, um, we had to, and we're just, we're just talking about Warwick and how he looks, but I think in the beginning, we had to decide how much man and how much wolf. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Like, do you remember that? Like, we, we had we like, discussed it, yeah, but I think we ended, I mean, maybe I don't remember things clearly. I, I know I always felt, and I thought the room felt that, like, there's something about a transition, right? Yeah. That werewolves embody that is really exciting. Mm-hmm. But of course, we don't like uh, or at least we we imagine we don't like like doing tropes like exactly on the nose yeah um and you know you're only in this finite game like why do you want to be the dude um when you could be the wolf monster and so the idea of going from wolf man to full-on wolf beast right hit that transition um didn't have you as the dude conveniently avoided needing to make like a stance swapping kit where you have a gun or something in human yeah. form or when we didn't even really know what that Warwick, Warwick the guy's source of power would be. Um, and, and it felt like a, I think an interesting take on the werewolf, right? It's still this descent from, uh, you know, like essentially like ornery, um, you know, revenge bent uh, wolf man into completely instinct driven hunter. Yeah. Right. It was like an archetype, right? Like the like the, the, the challenge with Warwick's rework is that Warwick is a werewolf, right? Yeah. And so we're not going to come in as like, oh, hey, we're going to do the rework and he's no longer a werewolf anymore. Yeah. He's he's a birdman or yeah. he's making York a samurai. He's, he's know, from out doing something crazy. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that was like the first step for 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 us was just like how do we make a werewolf a werewolf different and unique for for us like for our League of Legends character and that's when I think the Chimera conversation came in it's like he doesn't transform it he's already past that the story starts for him this has been long past the transformation and now he's just full beast mode right and he's made up of like all these different like monster predators all into one and he's frustrated and angry now. There is a line in the script I have to ask and you are allowed blink twice for for yes or blink once for no I have to ask (laughs) is he part Yordle? Oh gosh, David! <laughs> Did you? He's, he's not blinking at all. Somebody help him! No, there, there, there's this line that, and, and maybe you can explain it to me. I thought it was so weird. He talks about Yordles being like the alpha predator, and people in the thread are like, "Is he? Is that one of the things that yeah. he is? is? Does he have a Yordle part?" He's afraid of them. No, I think Singe knows more about that than me. Like how exactly he was made. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I think knowing Warwick's emotions, channeling the werewolf. Uh, as I write the lines, he is saying that Yordles are the most dangerous creatures in Runeterra. Which, it sounds like a funny concept, and yet Nar kind of 
right. shows that, right? Like like Nar shows that this, you know, prehistoric times they they turned into giant badasses. So I guess that's okay. I thank you for the clarification. But uh, on on that talk of him being the Chimera versus versus old Warwick, did w- when you started working on Warwick, did you have to think about old Warwick? Like how much time did you even care about who who old human Warwick was, or or has that really not concerned you in terms of his development? I think we would be huge failures if we did not uh, embrace what made these characters great in the past. There's Mm. so many people who love them, who love the fact that Warwick uh, ate Soraka's heart out uh, (laughs) or tried to, um, that he was bros with Singed. And we have to make really painful choices sometimes when we're trying to carry these, these characters forward. I feel like our mandate is we have this fantasy that players can live out when they're in our game. And maybe we're not completely hitting the mark. Maybe Warwick isn't the werewolf he could be. And so we consider, well, is is he a human who can change into the game and you get to experience that moment? Uh, A human who can change into a wolf, I mean? Or is it the fact that a werewolf is this beast driven by hunger and is out hunting, and is that the thing we want to embrace? And then you start to cut away the things that don't really support that new vision. Mm. Um, even if they're great, um, you have to have a vision that you're working towards. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think Brad, you actually captured it rather well in the AMA when people were like, you know, what's the difference between this and Rengar? Like, they're both kind of animals that that hunt people. And, mm. and uh, you know, you talked about the idea that, you know, uh, Rengar is uh, – He's much more methodical. And, I mean, even as a character, right, like he hunts for different reasons. He's yeah. like, I want the trophy. Trophies. I'm going to plan something, right? right? And uh, this is what I loved. Uh, can we all just take a second to, to, to talk about the cinematic and how awesome oh my that, God. that yeah. cinematic was? Uh, props, props to that team, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Everyone Fantastic. who was involved with that, if anyone's listening, shout-outs to, to all of you for real. But, like, I love how it even showed a lot of the gameplay in it, right? You, you have him chasing the guy down and then uh, – the whole chemtech injects into his body. And at that point, it's not a choice anymore, right? He's like, well, guess I'm going to leap across the chasm and murder the shit out of this guy, right? And and uh, it's been exciting. I, I've also watched some PBE games in preparation, and you have you know dudes like, dudes like Night Blue who are like, I'm a challenger jungler, and the moment the trail pops up, they're like, oh, I'm going for it, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's, you know... Maybe maybe later when he's released in, in the high elo games we'll see people making those decisions. But for the most part, people are like, I want to follow and I and I gotta jump at somebody. And I think that's that's actually a really cool way that it plays out. Yeah, hopefully. I, I mean I love the fact too, like by adding the miss mechanic. Like we could have easily just had a, a, a big round of area of influence where when he lands, he pretty much gets you. But the fact that there is a point where you miss, but it still feels just thematically appropriate because you're so bloodthirsty for that target. Yeah. Like even if you miss, you're still close enough to him. You're still chasing them down. I thought that like that was like the thing that we were kind of driving on to give that kind of feeling. Warwick like, will turn and look at them as he misses. <laughs> yeah, that's oh my god. Yeah. That's uh I, a long time ago, uh, when Sign was being updated, people were like, do we do away with the eye lasers? How does an eye laser stun you? And then as we add more things like this into the game, I'm like, well, clearly that's that's how you could do it, right? If, if he gives you the, the I'm going to murder you stare. Um, 
I want to I want to kind of hear from from each of you on this, which is wh- what would you consider a real victory? Because I know you guys have put a lot of work into this. I, you know, it's really polished. I I told Larry a long time ago, like what, sometimes I'll go over by Larry's desk and I'll be like, oh, show me the new concepts. Let's let's have kind of a jam about it. And every time I saw work, I was like, oh, this looks really good. But it's a werewolf, right? Like, right, right. like I'm not going to be too excited. Now I am very excited right. about it. I, I think I think the 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 half mechano thing is super cool. But um, like, what is it that you really want players to get out of this, and what is it that you really want like perceptions to change about how they see Warwick in game, uh, or do you not want it to change all that much? Um, well, I mean, you're always looking to improve some areas, right? I think. Um, there being a general perception that Warwick is an exciting champion to play that offers like a really yeah. high energy experience at all phases of the game um, is something I'd like. There's a lot of sentiment that it's like, hey, like you're, you know, I feel useless until six, um, for example. And, you know, typically you shouldn't feel useless, particularly in such a proactive position like the jungle. Um, so I, w- I would like that sentiment around Warwick actually inverted that it's like, Hey, I really want to be like, like making, taking advantage of situations that arise um, from the get go. So kind of like if I get to six, I'll be fine, but I actually have more to do and there's there's more that I could take advantage of. Yeah. And it's a note that this is also like um, there's more you can take advantage of. There are also more responsibilities on you. And I think players are comfortable with those responsibilities being given to them because that means that they have control over the outcome of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. When you play Warwick into uh, Lee Sin, it's like, well, basically, like, if the Lee Sin does everything well in the early game, you're probably going to lose. Um, he has opportunities, and uh, you don't, Yeah. right? Um, and so giving both players, maybe not Lee Sin level, but opportunities sure. to um, exert influence over the game across phases is an important part of, like, a game, in my opinion. Yeah. Larry, how how do you want people to feel when when they see Warwick for the, for the first time? This is this other one we were making them from my artistic thematic point is as Warwick, I'm running super fast. I'm about to jump into mid lane on that low target, and they don't they hear it. They don't know where I'm coming from, and they're terrified. As the target, I'm terrified. I don't know where he's coming, and you start to try to get out of there. So we constantly talk about like what, what is the main feeling we wanted players to have was that moment was the blood hunt everything is just perfect and you're already coming out like 750 movement speed and you're in range the howl's already set your howl like is already primed and you're about to land that's like we just thought that was the moment right that that's as long as players get to experience that a lot and actually tower dive because i'll probably be doing that more than i should have i feel we've succeeded you know like i feel like as long as they feel that i feel good yeah i mean this is uh i do want to share on a mechanics perspective Brad, move speed scaling, very cool. Oh yeah. I think, um, especially I, I, if you guys saw the the maximum Warwick. There's this guy. I don't know <laughs> yes, his name, but he's Fandral. Yes. Yeah, th- yeah. He he is he is the the record keeper what for this get, sort of what stuff. Get to, what was the movement speed they got? Oh, to? God, it was something like t- like two thousand, <laughs> like above. And, and what I mean, he goes from from <laughs> the fountain to just by the the tier two turret. Working as attendant. I don't want to call him out. Ooh. Well, I do like calling Ooh. him out. No, 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 call him out. This is good. I can make it into the dragon pit from the fountain on blue side. Wow. Yeah. So is that a challenge? And that, and that's, that's not cheating or anything. That's that's with five champions, but uh, all available things in game. And that's without 
Cloud Drakes and Elder Dragon because wow. I didn't have time for that. All right. Well, so no, this is good. We're gonna have to we're we're gonna uh, show this to him when this comes out. The issue the challenge has been issued to find a way to get into the Dragon Pit. Yeah. Um. I think that uh, you know, just speaking for myself, I think. This has been a rather impressive update, I think, for a lot of the reasons that you talked about. You know, you mentioned Tarek, right? You know, not just accessibility, but also just trying to hone in on something that, that you know, you're not reinventing the wheel, right? You know, I think Yorick, uh, I really, really liked aesthetically, but it's hard for me, I mean, as it was hard for me before Yorick was updated, to really understand what he was about, you know. Um, and while that's clear now, he's still a very complex character, right? It's, you know... I don't know if he's uh, if he wants to kill all life. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard for me to understand what steps he's going to take to get there. Right. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people like that. He was shambling and now he's upright. There, there's there's a larger degree of change. But looking at Warwick now, it's like, yo, give me the big claw. Right. Like I'm I'm very into the, the sort of fighter fantasy. Uh, so so talking from a class perspective, did you feel like you had to make a lot of significant changes to get him to fit into the mold? Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's just the guy that red smites me and I die instantly in his ultimate. Is that is that still true? Uh, the base damage on the arm may be too high now. Um, <laughs> right now. Uh, That's what brought people I mean, to this podcast. Are they, are they big changes or not? I'm not sure. Yeah. Right. It's It depends on your perspective, right? The Q is still a targeted ability that does magic damage and percent health damage and heals him. But it also has an ability to, like, track units and um, it is a dash at its heart, which is something Warwick you know, didn't have on his base kit prior. I'm not sure, right? So if your perspective is like, hey, um, fundamentally, there are like mobility junglers that can go over walls freely, and that's what makes them powerful, um, then no, fundamentally, Warwick is the same, mm. right? If your perspective is like, hey, um, Warwick was that guy without a dash on his base kit, then it's like, well, it's different, right? Then he is different. Mm. Um, so I think... Personally, it's like uh, there's sort of a sweet spot of sophistication where it's like if you just sort of naively look at it, it's like the kit is very different, right? As you start to think about it, you're like, wow, a lot of his core weaknesses and core strengths are hopefully preserved. And then, uh, you know, I'm sure for players that understand the game very deeply, as with any change, like Warwick will be very different in terms of how he plays. Right. Yeah. Is uh is the play to throw in your e-shield and ult someone with the hopes of fearing people back into your team good at all? Is that a good play? Should sexy. I do that? Yeah, it's a pretty good play. Yeah. Okay, sick. <laughs> sexy. Yeah. I, was, I was hoping that it worked that way yep. when I saw the fear for the first time. It was like, are we going to do the Warsec? <laughs> each each iteration of that kind of play gets further and further from the name Insect to the point that it becomes unrecognizable. Right. I, I mean, I think the major difference is that it is much less... Uh, fully under your control, right? And so if there is a problem with Lee Sin's design, he's a great champion, but it's that players continue to get so good at him that mm -hmm. um, gradually, like, their opponent's decisions, like, start to fade in relevance, right? Mm -hmm. And the continued evolution of the insect from, like, a kind of... Uh, it actually now doesn't even look as smooth as I remember, right? But, like, put down the ward, yeah. go to it to, like, I start my ult on you and then flash behind you at the last second so there's no possibility for you. Yeah, not and then a Q in the direct way that you were going I, so it always lands. Right, is yeah. like, uh, right, I ward hop directly up to you. Uh, yeah, the, the whole thing now is, is much more deterministic. And so hopefully, you know, Warwick's kit, and, and I actually think 
hopefully like most of my designs except Callista are try endeavor to be built in a way where like they inherently allow like there there is room for the op- opponent's decisions to play a role intrinsically. Mm. Now they still may be overpowered, but that's that's the sign goal. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I think overpowered is always going to be well. I shouldn't say always, but m- mostly is a function of kind of the balance given at any moment, right? Rather Part than of the a, process. Than, than, a, than a core number of mechanics. Though we certainly have some of those, Callista, um, uh, Azir, etc. Um, uh, one thing that I want to hear from you guys, uh, you know, before we get into kind of what the future looks like for each of you. Um, I want to know what what were some of your fondest memories? When, when was when was when you really felt like this thing was coming together, right? Because I know uh, there's a lot of play tests, there's a lot of yelling, there's a lot of feedback that goes around in in the eight to nine months, sometimes longer in a, in a champion process, and it can take a while before those iterations that we talked about really sort of feel like they're setting in. Uh, for me, for me personally, it's uh, when we decided to inject kind of back like aesthetics. To the face, like mm-hmm. huge long ears that really are like way bigger than a normal wolf's um, ears. But the reason why is that it was to give him better senses. His nose is actually, if you look at it, it's shaped like a bat. You know what I mean? Uh, the different other animals we asked, but like that head shape, like for me, was like I think we tapped into something that people haven't. They've seen werewolves, but this is something that's kind of unique. And to me, that's why I felt like we were on to something. You know what I mean? That was like that was super exciting for me personally. I mean, yeah, and that, that I mean, that probably takes you down the path of the chimera thing you're talking yeah. about, right? Where it's like, what else is actually in there yeah. with, with all of the different I mean, pieces? usually in the production, when you start drawing concepts, it's like, I drew this big tail because I just like <laughs> flair, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, oh, Larry, that's that's going to be kind of hard to animate. But then I was like, all right, let me shorten it. And then the animator's like, no, I want that tail. Give me <laughs> the tail. That could give me so much emotion. So we're like, cool, let's give this big squirrel fox tail. And that, it just kind of yeah. stayed. The squirrel fox, yeah. wolf, bat, yeah. uh, and it, man. And it was also kind of cool. It's like, uh, you know, original Warwick had these, when I was talking to a lot of uh, players, a lot of internal people at Riot about the gold nails on Warwick. They liked that claw thing. So that's where the cutoff arm and the mechanical arm kind of got the inspiration. It's like, how do we retain that gold fingertips, right? Well, it's like, let's give it a story as compared to just putting it on, right? So all these little, like, wins, that's where I just started to see is like, okay, we, we've made Warwick compelling without going too far, right? So. I feel you. David? For me, it was when we decided that he would no longer be coherent when he's blood hunting. Oh, I love this. Uh, because to that point, I mean, we're kind of playing it safe and paying in the numbers. Uh, but that's where I felt like we we broke free. We all have our paintbrushes out and we're painting on the same canvas and making something great. That's just Warwick. Right. So he's uh, d- does he have new lines when that happens or yep. does he have the old lines, but he's messing them up? I guess what I mean is, like, did, did you record different things for him to be screaming? I think we wanted players to to try to figure it out. Oh, well, <laughs> well, well never it. mind. <laughs> That's right, guys. So you coy. decide. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what about you? Did, did you have a, a paintbrush moment or something? Uh, 
maybe I'll just yeah. There there was I think when when um so Warwick uh old Warwick has had so few animations that um we were actually using Olaf's model during development <laughs> yes. of the other kit with just Warwick's like texture on it. It was all uh, messed up. Was, uh, yeah, I know. I remember he uses the fear move and he just Ragnaroks right. Yeah, that's really bad. But, but Olaf actually has a lot of really like crisp, um, powerful feeling animations. Um, and eventually when we but but it certainly doesn't sell like beast that is like full on beast right, right. and so uh when we got the early warwick mod the new warwick model in game and then the animator um had warwick run on all fours that was really that was to me moment. when i was like oh man we're we're hitting our goals right, right. i i feel like a completely different champion when who's running differently and from there it was no surprise to me that the vfx looked awesome on that state you know the audio um the audio designer mateo like went out of his way to make warwick have footsteps and those footsteps change with terrain because everyone on the team was found it so compelling that he was in this uh this four-legged running state going super fast probably almost like breaking the rules fast right Um, i I mean that's we don't actually have any other characters that run on all fours, do we? Uh, we have Volibear. Oh, we have oh, yeah. and But that, that was the challenge. Yeah. Like, like, God bless these animators and how they and the engineers to figure this out. Like, we weren't confident, but then they just kept at it. And then when they hit it, just like what Brad was saying, it's like we knew we had the feral monster that we always wanted. Like, yeah. And so, like, that's one reason why we feel he stands out from Rengar and Volibear, who are two anthropomorphic characters, you know, that are kind of animalistic, is that Volibear does do all four, but it's kind of more like man going into bear kind of job, yeah, well, back up the man. Mode, well, I guess you know? that's what I was going to say to 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 talk about, you know, just the amazing work of the animations here is is they they really flow so well. Like, like oh, yeah. part of the reason why I was like, damn, do we even have any other four, four-legged whatevers is, is uh, you know, Volibear's Movement doesn't really work super well with movement speed, right? Like, as he's slowing down, he's kind of just, like, (laughs) clopping on the ground, right? But the fact that, like, when you hit the threshold of where you're on all fours with Warwick, yeah, it really feels like I, you know, I have shifted into high gear. And and I really am at at the fastest moment that I can in the game. Um, I mean, how important was speed to you? Was that the driving factor to the champion? I thought it was a big one. Um, I think, like, players like buying movement speed items and... Um, but it's usually like trappy to be like, whenever someone's like, I have a movement speed build, I always roll my eyes. It's like, uh, you win. Movement le- speed Darius was league. a thing and you yeah. know it. It was like, a thing and you know but it. But like fundamentally, it's like stats matter so much to league, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, you're so fast. Uh, anytime you're near me, Sunfire Cape. And it's like, oh, um, it doesn't matter that I'm fast, right? But, um, so, so like, hey, how do we empower players to make choices? like trade-offs around movement speed that are biased in favor of the movement speed item rather than against it and how do we um uh deal with uh sort of the fact that junglers can be like so deeply unfair in the laning phase when everyone is spread out and you have to go take risks by standing in the middle of a minion wave by yourself um so it's like how do we scale up the efficacy the 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 like effectiveness of some of their uh like engage spells and stuff over time. So, so you mean my... you have real reasons? It's not just 
you going, I'm going to make players buy movement speed, and then you sit back and laugh and rub your hands together. <laughs> I think, oh, I think that's some of well, this is Well, we were talking about this, but this, this is the kind of person Brad is. You, you, you mentioned it there for a second, but I still think it's so funny. The like, oh yeah, it's cute, you have a movement speed build. Brad literally has to play powerful things in League of Legends, right? Like, that's, it's, that's all I can do, yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> we, we, have, we have an internal tournament. Um, call, called the Riot Rumble that some of you may know, and, and Brad usually plays mid lane. I was like, Brad, what are you playing? And he was like, Corky, right? And this, <laughs> this this is at the time where like Corky was the mid laner for months. And I was like, Oh, do you play anything else? He's like, Lux, right? It was just like, Oh, I get- oh, I was so I I do not like playing Lux. I think she's a great champion, but I hate playing Lux. Yeah, I mean, she was so overtuned. Um, for a while, and I had to play Lux, like it just killed me. I but feel, I still yeah. played Lux. Yeah, I shielded. I spam that shield on my teammates. <laughs> you provided so much. I just cast That's like e on my opponents. Spammed in the wave over and over and over. Was it the fact that you have to help people? Yeah, I didn't have to be a team player. <laughs> Was it that I just I just get this sense that that sometimes Brad has watched me do some of the dumbest things you can do in League of Legends, and there and there is both an anger at like, wow, Patrick is lowering my win percentage right now. <laughs> But there's also like a sad child by the windowsill. Like I wish I could run free and idiotic like that <laughs> once in my life. Yeah, that would be so great. So and this then, might help players. What are you playing now? <laughs> Everyone. Yo, yo. The new meta. What's Brad playing? Yeah. That's the. I play Anivia, Caitlyn, uh, Zyra. Um, actually, a lot of champions I've worked on weirdly. Yeah. I barely play top right now. Obviously, I would just be spamming Camille. Yeah. Um, you should, and um, I have attempted to. I still think Hecarim is insanely powerful oh, yeah, in the jungle, dude. but I don't see him quite as much. I, f- I feel like Hecarim is one of those champions that doesn't really see a lot of play unless he's broken the barrier of being like yeah. truly overpowered. Yeah, yeah. Right? of course, Ivern is uh, is yeah, yeah, a, a good choice in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> Right now. I literally was in the PC bong with Brad once and one of my friends came to visit and he had to play something in the jungle and he was like, oh, I want to play Diana. And Brad was like, oh, that's interesting. I want to win League of Legends. Um, <laughs> and, and so, of course, that made him pick Diana, which which then made Brad like on like she's so angry. He was like, fine, I'm playing Rumble. He was like, he was like, I'm gonna make our our win percent high, damn it! I'm gonna win this game, and and then of course it happened. It it actually ended up working out. No, this is uh, I mean, I, on the way here I asked if if you were gonna play Warwick, and he said no because you don't like playing melee champions. Um, Larry, are, is this is this going to be a champion that you will play a lot? This this is my I, I don't really jungle at all. Um, so I I kind of dabbled in it. This is gonna be. My first year where I actually, I'm going to primarily jungle. You're going to brave. I'm going to do Warwick because, like, actually I used to play Warwick as my beginning, him and Rumble, uh, him and, uh, um, um, Swain? Swain? Swain's what you're looking for. Just, Swain, the name Swain. But, like, I, I think I am going to, like, I think because he is entry-level jungler and I think he does have some utility now, I think I'm just going to dive in and try to learn jungle. Larry Ray loves Swain with, Beyond. with, uh, with a passion I have not seen parents give to their children. <laughs> And the weirdest thing, and there's going to be like two people who sit up at their desk, like excited when they hear this. I was, you know, I I was like, Larry, so what, what is it? Is it the old guy? Is it the bird? Is it the cane? What is it that he gets? And he was like, oh no, I don't even care about any of that. I love the kit. And I was like (laughs) beside myself. I was like, I've never met a human being who loves playing it so much. Maybe maybe this is why it's good that you sit right next to Soul Kim. Yeah. Both of you can just love Swain together. David, what are, are you playing? Are you, are you going to be a Warwick player? Are you even close to a Warwick player in your style? Yes. Uh, if you spam dance, I'll jump on you. 
I don't care what happens. <laughs> that's the, oh, so that's so that's why you're going to play it. Is specifically if anyone pulls any nonsense, you are leaping across the map directly on top of them. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, the, well, good. I guess what, we're two out of three. I'm probably going to play him, but I'm going to play him top lane, uh, and I'm going to build Ooh. something dumb. Uh, <sighs> AP Wick. Brad's like, of course, of course, that's what you're going to do. So, so guys, uh, as we kind of wrap up here, what's next? Uh, I mean, you know, Warwick is a beautiful thing. Hopefully, crossing my fingers is a beautiful thing. A totally balanced, totally balanced, totally great thing. What is your next project, or, or, or what are you, what are you going to move on to? Well, I got kicked off the team. I'm moving back to <laughs> Sorry, the champion Brad. team, um, and who knows? Maybe I'll make a new champion or just try to help out over there. Um, but I've seen rumors guys... on the internet we're working on Urgot. Oh, is that? Oh, is that so? Ooh, yeah. is that? I wouldn't happen to be sitting next to people who were working on Urgot, would I? Uh, I'm still working in Zon a little bit. It's a couple projects that involve some of those oh, thematics. I, damn, dude, we're <laughs> we're in full on Easter Easter eggshell territory right here. So, uh, uh, I mean, David, uh, th- then then I'll I'll give you kind of the last question here. If you could work on any champions story, if you could just pick one out right now, and you were like, I think we can. 10x, 15x, like I, you know, I think I really can speak to that character's fantasy. What, what would you want to do? Uh, Amumu's pretty lonely. <laughs> yeah. That's good. yeah. Are you gonna, are you gonna make him more lonely? Yeah. We this haven't is... reached peak lonely yet. <laughs> we, we, we can get lonelier. We can reach the he doesn't cry speed. constantly. You have to turn crying on. Oh, I if see. We just so fix that. I have to tell a story about Amumu. Remember when the Amumu music video came out? Yeah. Um, I became obsessed with this idea that um, Amumu needed to be completely alone and that his his abilities should also <laughs> harm his teammates. <laughs> uh, and so his, even his allies would run away from him. And I was like, I would like pitch this to all my other, all my peers, the other designers, and they would quite naturally say like, you're joking, right? Or we ought not do that. And I would just get so furious with them. Like, you don't. Did you not watch the video? Or like, That's the fantasy. He's like, yeah, yeah, so alone. You're sheep. You're yeah. all sheep. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's probably happened once or twice. Uh, just Brad yelling about how how Amumu needs to be alone. Um, well, okay. I, I guess uh, you know. I guess we we won't talk about uh, what you're going to work on next. But I imagine it's going to be great. I imagine it's going to be fantastic. I've <laughs> what what is what is that wind that yeah no, no, no. like uh, we you know we have a, a like the same sort of DNA like starting yeah. thing built up for Urgot right now and they're doing explorations and I actually think the kit has legs um, and so we'll we'll like yeah see where he ends up but uh, it, like do you guys have any thoughts on like what sorts of pillars are you're seeing for for Urgot I know it's really early to talk about but hmm. Someone told me what they love about Urgot is that they feel so badass when they're chasing someone down and there's nothing they can do about it. That does sound like it would feel good. Yeah. Deeply unfair, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I definitely feel like from everything that I've seen, from everything that I've seen of Urgot players old and new, uh, Urgot's all about making someone have a bad time. Uh, And, and, you know, I got to say I don't think that's changing. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) <laughs> you you are definitely going to ruin someone's day. So uh, so speaking of ruined days, uh, you know now that we're done uh, crashing into your ears, uh, go ahead and recommend 
this to your friends. Like, comment, subscribe, etc., etc. Let us know what you want to uh, see on this channel, and we will be back, I think, with another champion update uh, relatively soon. Um, that said, guys, Larry, David, Cheers. Uh, Larry, David, Brad, thank you for coming by. Yeah. yeah. Later, y'all. Thank we, you. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>